Hello, everyone. This is Siesa. Um, if you follow me, you might have seen a post where I was asking people to submit any questions, comments, concerns, anything um, having to do with my stories, the writing process, the cover art for the books, things like that. And as expected, <laughs> no one really sent me anything, which is fine. It's partly also my fault that I... I'm terrible at keeping up with things that I want to do. Um, but I thought I would just pop in since it's been a while since I've uploaded anything to this podcast. And I did say in the bio that I would do random episodes, I guess, uh, talking about life, random things. So this is going to be my first one. So I guess what I want to talk about today, um, are going to be some comments that I had previously gotten, but these are very old. They're from when the stories first came out, and these are comments only seen on Archive of Our Own, AO3. Um, and they're by three different people um, and three different stories. So the first one is from Choco Fairy, and it's a comment that they left on Supreme Freedom. And again, this comment is from 587 days ago. Days ago. So that means it's from like when it first, I guess, finished. Um, when I finished posting it on, on AO3. So this person uh, writes, I'm really sad that this is an underrated fanfic because it's amazing. Like all the plot twists. Even the character death, spoiler alert, looks so justified in everything despite not knowing most of the characters i really enjoyed it author name you should put more tags in it this way it will be easier to be found by others like mentioning the injured hurt comfort alternate universe and the name of all the characters so of course i replied with my thanks and the next one this is going to be all from the same user and she posted or he or she they uh posted a comment pretty much on every single chapter of The Passing Breeze. And again, these comments are from 513 days ago, 505 days ago, and 504 days ago, and 499, and 495 days ago. So the first comment on the first chapter, Vic Not Found, writes, I usually read different kinds of fan fiction, but this one is just really good, and I'm very excited for another chapter's. And so, of course, I responded, you know, that I was grateful and that I hoped that they liked the the rest of the story. So on chapter two, I believe, they post, I love this chapter so much, like the ones before. You have amazing writing style. I love how you describe Callie's thoughts. I think a lot of people can relate to it, and I really love how Jay defended her. So... <clears throat> On the next chapter, they posted, love this chapter as much as before, too. To be honest, the end surprised me that there was just some random guy picking a fight, but it got me really interested in thinking if these two will end up dating together or they will be the type of soulmate friends. I'm excited to find out more about Callie's feelings, too. To be honest, I'm really excited about everything that's going to happen in this book. And just like a quick side note, I <laughs> provided a friend with a copy of this book wanting more feedback from, you know, I guess another source. And they thought it was boring, so they never finished reading it. So I was kind of, like, conflicted. And um, 
I know, and I tried to explain the reason why I guess the story could be considered boring. It was very slow. There really wasn't that much drama as this story really focused on just the mental struggles between the two main characters. So, you know, not all of them are going to be winners or, you know, good comments. And I'm okay with that. And just provides me with the feedback that I was searching for. So... The next one that Vic Not Found posted on the next chapter reads, I love that from you, and I hope more people will read this story because I think that there are a lot of type of people who think that because their problems aren't that big, they don't deserve to feel the way that they feel, and they don't want to talk about that because they think that there is a lot of people who has it worse than them. So, right, the way I had responded to this uh, previous comment was, you know, depression affects people differently, and it's not necessarily, you know... The typical, oh, I'm just sad, you know, or I went through like this trauma or whatever. Of course, there's a lot of people that do have trauma and end up, you know, with depression and other mental health issues. There's a lot of factors that play into that. But, you know, it kind of does bother me sometimes when, you know, certain people want to. And I know that some of them don't say it with like that bad intention or that malice, you know, to to say like, hey, other people have it worse. You should be grateful. And, you know, sometimes that's not as comforting as some people might think, you know, like, just let me be sad. <laughs> let me be tired. Let me feel the emotions that I'm feeling, even if I can't explain why I'm feeling them, you know? So I try to explain that, you know, in the comment that I <clears throat> responded to. And that's why this person, you know, said that in this comment, because, you know, there are a lot of people that, you know, just bottle everything up because, you know, their parents never allowed them to express themselves or you know the teachers their peers you know there's a lot of factors like I said that go into that so it's hard <laughs> it's hard for everyone and it's just a matter of you know empathizing with each other and trying to learn from each other so the next comment that they wrote says <clears throat> Love this chapter as always. I'm excited to see how it will continue. I love how you sometimes go into deep things, but at the same time, there is a lot of humor. For now, I will have to say that this is one of my favorite books on AO3. And I was ecstatic. I was like, wow, even if it's just one person, this person is a complete stranger. Um, no idea who it is because on AO3, as you know, it's pretty much anonymous. You don't even have like a profile picture or anything. So I was just happy because the only person that had been reading my stories at this point was my sister-in-law. So I'm very grateful for her. I would read them to her and <clears throat> or she would, re you know, she started reading them on her own. And then I would read them to her, you know, to just get her feedback. And it was like in real time. Oh, my gosh, I'll save that for another podcast. And hopefully she can join me so we can talk about <laughs> the chaos that ensued when I did that. So the next comment uh, we have two more from this Vic Not Found. So the next one that she writes is, I'm without words. I just incredibly love this book. To be honest, reading Callie's journal just made me cry, and I'm not the type of person that cries really often. And with your ending note, I definitely agree. People should never think that they are alone in something or that other has it worse because everyone's problems matter and there is always someone who cares about them and would be heartbroken to lose them. So, you know, again, I just, you know, reiterated that you know, all problems, big or small, you know, it, it affects people differently. Not everyone is as emotionally or mentally strong as everyone else. So, you know, 
things happen. And her fi- their final comment reads, you didn't even have to be worried about that. And I think that when a writer put their personal experience into story, it makes it a lot better because they know how to describe the feelings. Though I hope you are better now and aren't afraid to reach out anymore for anyone if you need. I want to thank you that you put this story for people to read and share your experience because you never know. Maybe it will help some people realize that they aren't alone in whatever they are going through and that they shouldn't think that because their problems aren't that bad that they are not important. I love this story so much and thank you very taking a time to write this beautiful piece. So again, very grateful for this person that took the time to read and, you know, comment on every chapter. And, you know, there were points... (laughs) There were times when I would read these comments and I reread them so many times that I even posted them on my Facebook and everything. So I was just so happy. But there were some times that I thought like, you know, what if it was like one of my friends or a relative that was, you know, just trying to give me that little boost and was, you know, playing it off as, you know, oh, I'm an anonymous person on the Internet. But regardless, if it was a friend or, you know, it was a complete stranger, I am very, very grateful that they at least, you know, posted these comments because... It gave me some sort of feedback and some sort of, you know, feeling of accomplishment that maybe even if no one else likes the story, if at least it helped that one person, like I would be grateful. And I was happy that they enjoyed it as much as they did, because, you know, whenever you create something and you show it off and it feels good to have someone, you know, compliment you and make you feel that, you know, you did a good job and it was worth all the effort and time that you put into it. So the last and final comment that I ever received was from user not found 606 on the story when dreams come true and only one comment they said OMG this ending is so cute I can only imagine what it would be like to see them as dads they would be the sweetest so sorry excuse me that was that was the last comment (laughs) And I was very grateful. I thank them. And I just wish, you know, I had other, even if they were, you know, rude. I think on TikTok, someone did post on one of like the little chapter teasers that I had posted. They were like, LOL, what is this? Like, and I was like, I mean, if you don't, if you don't like the story, then that's totally up to you. But, you know, I don't know in what way they meant it. You know, if they were just being sincere, like, well, what's, what is the story about? I mean, the chapter teaser was there. <laughs> but anyway, um, on Wattpad, I don't think I have ever received any comments. But I did receive some likes and I did receive the notifications that some of the stories were saved into, you know, their reading list and stuff. So I was grateful for that. Um, I think maybe I did receive one comment on When Dreams Come True and it was like about Dongquan. They're like, no, he's supposed to be the best boy. And I was like, uh, well, it's fiction. <laughs> but, um, oh, there was another comment that I received. And it was, it was a roller coaster of a ride. So I want to say maybe last year I completed the story Stay. And that one, of course, is... Uh, featuring Stray Kids, uh, Bang Chan as the main, you know, uh, male protagonist. Um, so that story, I guess it really, really affected this person. I got some random messages on my, um, social media and, you know, I was a little, 
I was a little nervous about what was going on. He seemed to be very, you know, agitated or whatever, like very excited. And I don't have any experience in dealing with, you know, um, people that that are acting that way. But um, after I gave it some thought, um, you know, I felt pretty bad that I didn't, you know, handle it the way that I, maybe I should have. But it was, you know, a little eye-opening. And I thought about it for a long time. And... I cried about it because it was, you know, like it was something sad. He went through something very personal. And when he, I think he listened to the podcast. So he listened to the first chapter of Say. And that's when he decided to send me a message and, you know, thanking me for writing it because it reminded him of, you know, his loved one and that he had lost. So it was, it was a very weird emotional time for him and for me because I didn't know how to react to the things he was telling me. And I don't want to go into too much detail because, you know, I want to be respectful of him. But it was, it was also an eye-opener because I didn't expect the story to affect someone like that. Um, for those of you who have listened or read the story, um, in the first chapter, there, the spoiler alert, there is someone who passes away, um, which I guess, could be a trigger warning for a lot of people. Well, I mean, I don't guess. I know that it is. So, you know, I afterwards started feeling grateful that he messaged me, like he actually reached out to me, even though I was scared at the time about how to react or how to handle the situation. But I'm grateful for all the comments that I've received, even if, you know, they were a little out there, but the whole reason why I decided to start writing, I mean, it was just like a stress relief, I guess you could say. And, you know, when you go to therapy and your therapist or counselor, psychiatrist, psychologist, whoever it is that you're seeing, you know, they sometimes tell you like, oh, keep a journal, you know, get a hobby. You know, they tell you the stereotypical things, which I mean, of course, it does help for some people. The people that probably, you know, that does help. People that don't want medication or, you know, it isn't as severe enough to require medication. Um, so it was, um, it was something like that for me also. I mean, this was during, I want to say COVID time that it started. So let me start from the beginning. So on YouTube, I came across these videos because I used to be, I used to keep up with a lot of content that these uh, K-pop artists would put out, you know, like their behind the scenes, their live uh, performances, all their, you know, latest releases and things like that. I felt I'm a multi-stand, like hardcore. If I named all the bands, I mean, I probably wouldn't be able to because I probably end up forgetting some, but I'm very, you know, into all kinds of music. And when I got into K-pop, it was, you know, like, at first, of course, it was eye-catching, you know, the colors, the choreography and things like that. But, you know, the first groups that I got into were BTS and GOT7. And it was eye-opening because, you know, they had different styles. They had their own rhythms and everything. And so it was very... Once I got into, you know, like, actually looking into them and everything, when I looked up the lyrics, you know, they were especially, you know, with BTS's earlier songs. 
and you know some of their latest songs but back then this was like around 2015 i want to say it was it was eye-opening i wasn't really going through that much of a rough patch during that time but they still helped me a lot they they helped me through so many things you know the music truly has healing powers when you're listening to the right stuff and i don't mean that like oh k-pop is the right stuff no i mean like to your preference i know a lot of singers that are american european australian you know whatever it is wherever they're from there's people that have meaningful lyrics lyrics that move you or even just the music if you don't understand the language i mean just music that just moves you so whatever your preferred genre is i mean that's going to be what's going to heal you you know it's just dependent on the person their preference and everything so for me at that moment i got like super into them and i was you know slowly taking my time learning first you know got seven and bts learning who they were as individuals you know what music you know all of their content and you know all the things that they were putting out there so i like basically studied them, you know, like as a school subject. So that's how I got into K-pop. Um, my sister showed me the videos and, you know, it, it just, it was very inspiring. You know, you see like the storylines, you, you read the lyrics and you just like feel it and you're just like, wow, like it's, it's literally art, of course. So, um, around COVID time, since I had my YouTube was like filled with all these, you know, videos, uh, video suggestions for what to watch and things like that. I started noticing, and I'm showing my age here. Um, I started noticing these videos that were like, oh, you know, BTS FF. And yes, I was very dumb. I was like, what is FF? I don't understand. So I clicked on a few and then I very quickly realized that FF was fanfic. And I was like, oh crap. Wow. And not judging, really not, because honestly, some of these stories were just like, wow, like, wow. But you could also tell that they were written by younger people, written by people whose uh, language, first language was not English. And again, not judging. They were just, I was not expecting that. was totally not expecting that. And I found it amusing. And I was like, wow, like this is, I did, I had heard about it. And I had seen um, Block B where they did like, I guess, an SNL skit about it and so, I mean, I, I'm not, I wasn't oblivious to it, but it was like my first time actually reading one. And I was like, oh my God, like, wow, I did not expect it. It was like right off the bat, like right into action. And I was like, holy crap. Anyway, so I watched a few videos and I was like, oh my God, I can't be watching this at work. Like, no. And to be honest, ever since I was a teenager, I always liked writing. And, you know, but back then it was more like poems and I guess you could say lyrics. <sighs> embarrassing times I used to want to be a rapper so bad but I don't think my voice is cut out for that anyway um I think like maybe once or twice I tried writing a story and I just never could basically the only thing I could write was like I guess like the synopsis like the summary I just couldn't figure out how to start the story how to you know develop it into a, a complete like story like a novel I would literally just write like oh yeah like this scene is pretty cool and then I would be like okay yeah but what happens next or what happened before like what led up to this scene and I just never could and I and I just focused on you know like well lyrics and poetry is so much easier that's shorter you know it's like you sit down write whatever and then you're just like eh, yeah this could work 
or like let me make it rhyme or I put so much pressure on myself trying to make everything rhyme because I was like it has to rhyme <sighs> I was a I was a teenager I mean I didn't know any better but anyway so yeah um I came across those videos and I was like I can't watch these at work and I don't know like something just came came over me I was just like you know what I I want to write one but I want to write a story that's more realistic that's more down to earth and I myself personally did not feel comfortable with writing what most people associate fanfic with like those uh not suitable for work scenes and stuff like that that's just me like I cringe at myself so bad because I don't have that much confidence in my writing so that's why those comments meant so much to me but anyway at that time I was and still am obsessed with the group Ace. If you don't know Ace, I highly suggest you check out their uh, discography. They have like a variety of songs. Uh, if I could recommend a few, it would be my personal favorites. One of them, which is Slow Dive. One of their more recent ones, which is Higher. Um, oh, they did that one with Grey Down. That one, it, there's an English version. Um, honestly, I like all their songs. So, um, anyway, so I was obsessed with that group and I had, I had watched a lot of their content. So I continued to watch their content because I kind of wanted to get an idea of, you know, the personalities that they portrayed. And I say portrayed because I do know that there are some idols that, you know, they have an image that they have to, you know, have. And I don't know, I feel like Ace doesn't really have that that mandatory persona that they have to keep up but I was like you just never know because um it's it's kind of hard you know to to juggle that or like to always be happy or whatever and I was like I'm they're human you know um but anyway so I, I was doing my research and I was trying to figure out you know like okay what are their personalities like like what do they like to do what are some jokes and honestly I kind of already knew some of the stuff but I was like yeah I want to include like some inside jokes that you know the choice which is their fandom would understand or like find as little you know clues or easter eggs that you know I actually know who this group is so yeah I wanted to write a story that was more like a k-drama if you will something that you could like imagine something that you could actually feel could happen or might happen so that was my main focus and so I wrote When Dreams Come True based on Ace and I included all of the members because I I just love all of the members equally uh, of course I have my bias my bias record um, but I really do love the group equally all five and if anything were to ever happen to them like one of them leaves or right now that Yu-Chan is still in the military like I'm dying because I'm like I they all have to be together anyway so I wrote that one that is how I started writing fanfic and I don't know I didn't know if I should call it fanfic because I was like maybe since there's that like hardcore sex associated with fanfics I was like I don't know if they start reading this and they're like oh where's the sex they're gonna be disappointed and maybe that's why no one likes to read my stuff but I was like eh I'll just put it out there you never know so <laughs> that was the first one and after that that's where things got like that's where things kind of spiraled out of control because I was already like holy crap like I actually finished a story 
And wow. Wow. I was like on a high. I was like, okay. So then I started writing in a journal for When Dreams Come True. I started writing in a journal because I, I was at work and I couldn't really be on the computer typing or anything. So I had like this little journal and I started writing and I didn't expect the story to be as long as it was. And I'm always amazed that it has like over a hundred thousand words according to uh, AO3. Let me see when dreams come true. It has a hundred eleven thousand seven hundred fifty one words. Don't ask me. I have not been able to get that amount again. Um, with all the other stories I've written, but who knows? Anyway, so after that one, I started writing for the crowd. And that one I started writing on, a, I had bought a brand new laptop and I was like, okay, I'm going to focus on this laptop is only going to be used for my writing. It was a small little like Samsung with the touchscreen and everything, which, oh my God, when I opened it, I spilled water on the keyboard as soon as I took it out of the box and I never went to go fix it. So the mouse area on the on that laptop does not work and I ended up buying another one. Don't ask. I have a spending problem anyway. So, uh, I started writing for the crowd on the laptop, but then I switched jobs and I started writing stay in a journal and it was hard, but I was literally writing both of them at the same time. And I was like, no, I have to finish for the crowd first before I could even start posting stay. And I was like putting so much pressure on myself, but I didn't feel the pressure. I didn't feel the stress. I was just so excited to like, cause these ideas just like popped into my head and I was like, Oh my God, I have to write this. I have to write this. So for the crowd, um, I only featured three of the members. Um, of course they're, the, <laughs> they're my biases <laughs> actually. Yeah, no, they're, they're all my biases anyway. Um, so I only featured three because I was like, Oh my God, I don't think I can do a group that big, but First day, I don't know, it just seemed like a little easier to manage them because it was like I was going to give each one of them a line. But then I kind of knew Stray Kids a little bit. And um, for four is a crowd, um, Pentagon, uh, it was just like I felt like, okay, it's going to be way too many characters to juggle and personalities to, to like look into and things like that. So I'm sorry if I left out your bias from the Pentagon one. Um, I, I was very biased. I'm sorry, but, um, I, I still really like the ending for that one. <laughs> I don't know if my sister-in-law would agree that the ending for when dreams come true is good. We'll talk about that when, when we get there. Um, so then stay, oh my gosh, I would cry writing state and my friends were like, or coworkers were like, oh my God, like, why are you crying? And I was like, I'm writing this and it's like, I'm making myself cry, like emotional. I'm like too invested in this. And they're looking at me like, uh, we don't really get it. Like we don't understand. And I was like, okay, never mind. Um, so yeah, so I wrote those two at the same time, but I was like, no, I have to post the, the second one. I have to finish it first and then I can, you know, post stay. So I was excited. And then after that, well, during that time, I was like, oh, my God, I have an idea for another one. And I want to use, you know, SF9 because I'm sorry that I have to bring this up. Of course, I saw Kingdom Legendary War. And I'm not going to talk about it. All I'm going to say is that the inspiration for Supreme Freedom came from SF9's performance for Steeler. And I was so enamored with that performance that I was like, 
I want to write a story. And of course, the story did not exactly follow the storyline that they presented on the show. But I was like, I, I want them to be mafia. And um, Taeyang, Yu Taeyang is not my bias in SF9. He became a bias wrecker because of that. Um, I'm sorry, because when I first got into SF9, I'm sorry, but Huyang just took took bias. And for the longest time, there was no one that was really cutting in. But as I like followed them more and listened to more of their songs, watched more of their content, of course, everyone started popping up. But yeah, Yu Taeyang and his dancing, like it got me. It got me. He is so talented. And I decided to make him the main lead of Supreme Freedom because I was like, dude, this guy deserves everything, like all the praise. So spoiler alert, I make Young one of the bad guys. <laughs> so I'm sorry about that. But I think the story came out really, really good. I really, really enjoyed writing Supreme Freedom. I was so excited. Like, literally, I was angsty to finish Stay. I was like, oh, my God, oh, finish, finish, finish. And I was like, because I am so, like, ready to write this. I was so excited. My coworkers were just like, wow, like, this girl is going a little psycho. And I was like, okay, but this is, like, it was going to be something different. Because the first three stories were just so focused on love that I was like, I want something different. I want to try writing something different to see, you know, if I am better at writing, you know, maybe a, a mafia theme. And I am very sorry because I know the mafia is nothing to joke about, nothing to take lightly. I know it's something very serious, very dangerous, and a lot of families are affected by it. And I do not mean any harm at all. And I'm sending out regards and everything to the people that have been affected by, you know, drug cartels and mafia and, you know, gangsters and all that stuff. <laughs> It's it's really a problem, and I'm very sorry that I made the story about that, but, you know, it's part of history, and it's part of a lot of, you know, countries, you know, like, their history, their, I guess you could say, like, demographic, and it's something that, you know, sadly is still very rampant, so my heart goes out to everyone that's ever been affected by that, but, um, yeah, so this story, I mean, it's about obtaining the freedom you know not living that life of crime finding your way out you know to be a normal person i guess you could say um just wanting to live a life the way that you want to live it without you know the pressures and things like that so supreme freedom even though it was 40 chapters according to uh ao3 still did not reach the 111,000 751 words for When Dreams Come True. That one only has 98,727 words. So it was it was crazy, but I really enjoyed it and really happy with how it came out. It was so confusing. It was so, so like overwhelming, but I loved it. I loved writing that story. It was overwhelming because I had to write so many different points of view. Each chapter is a different point of view. So you're going to have SF9 point of view. You're going to have, you know, the SK leader point of view, the SK leaders, and then the SK cartels point of view. And then you're going to have Yu Yang's point of view. So there were so many things. And I was like getting confused with the timeline. Oh, my gosh, it was a mess. But it was so fun. So, so fun. And this one is actually the one that has done well on both Wattpad and AO3. 
It had on Wattpad, it says it's number nine in the uh, Sankyuk uh, tag or hashtag. Um, that one has been saved to um, like maybe three or four reading lists. Um, it has a uh, 120 stars, no comments, but that's fine. Um, and it has 533 views on Wattpad and on AO3, it has 680. Um, and you know, I already told you about the comment that someone left there. So, I mean, I was, I was happy that a lot of people liked it. It's the number one most read of my stories and I'm really glad that people liked it. Um, so next up the passing breeze, um, by, I guess, the the ending of uh, S uh, Supreme Freedom, I was already like, oh my gosh, oh, I don't know how to end this. So, uh, and I had already planned out the next stories that I was going to write and what uh, idols I was going to use. So I had already, um, this was also around the time that, Yes, I know Jay was very controversial around this time, but Jay was, you know, having that issue with JYP. And this was also around the time that he decided to leave uh, Day 6 and JYP and everything. So he was going through a lot and he was very vocal about it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, he's and he is or was uh, my bias in Day 6. And I was very confused and very sad to hear that he was going through a lot. And I didn't condone, you know, the mistakes that he was making or the jokes and, you know, so I was like debating, like, should I still write this story? Should I continue with Jay as the male lead? But I was like, I mean, we're all human. Not that I'm trying to make excuses for him. I was like, well, we're all human. We've all said some things that, you know, we thought were funny or whatever. Like we've, ugh, trust me, I've said and done so many embarrassing things that ugh, still haunt me to this day. And I've apologized profusely to the people. And, you know, the best apology is change behavior. So I have tried my best to, you know, work on myself and everything. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to put the disclaimer that I'm not condoning his actions, but I just felt like the story would not work with anyone else but Jay because of how I wanted to write the story. So this story, I mean, it's not so much focusing on Jay. It's just kind of like his humor, like the way that his humor was without, you know, those remarks that he shouldn't have made. But he, he, he and I did have kind of a similar sense of humor on certain things. So I kind of wanted that banter that he would present with the main female protagonist. So that was the reason why I decided to like stick to Jay because I was like, I mean, again, it's very hard to give people second chances when, or third or fourth chances, right? Because, you know, they, people keep messing up, but it's just like, I mean, I don't know if I should make this comparison, but I mean, it's just like people going through things. It takes a while to change. Change does not happen overnight. And of course, we're going to keep making mistakes and keep falling. And, you know, it's just learning and trying to trying to change for the better and not necessarily for other people or like to maintain your status. It's just, you know, to be you. And trust me, I was a rebellious teenager. And one day I just looked at myself in the mirror and this is where I relate, or this is why I decided to, like, be more personal with writing the story. With a lot of the things that Callie, who is the female protagonist of The Passing Breeze, I included a lot of my own thoughts or feelings, you know, to her journal entries that I included in the story. Because it was like... Sometimes... I would look in the mirror and I'm just like, I don't even know who I'm staring at. 
Like, I know it's me, but I don't know who I am. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what the heck I'm even doing most of the time. Like, why am I making these impulsive decisions? I mean, of course, I was a teenager. I was like around 16, but I wasn't, you know, like that young or that dumb. I was like, why am I the way that I am? Why am I doing these things? Why am I hurting people? Why am I pushing everyone away? Like, it was just one day I just looked in the mirror and I was just like, dude, what the hell? What am I doing? Like, and I, like, from that point, it was a turning point for me. Like, it's not like I did anything super bad. It was just, I don't know. It was wild. But anyway, so I decided to, you know, make this a little bit more personal. So I was just, you know, putting a lot of myself into, and I put myself into all the stories like there's gonna be parts of me and all the characters not necessarily because I use my parts of my name or my initials or anything it's just you know there's parts of me in these stories because I want the easter eggs I want my own easter eggs you know like for when I'm reminiscing you know rereading my stories and stuff like that like I want to you know in 10 years or whatever like look back and be like you know what maybe I did grow maybe you know I did change for the better you know, like, just to remember who I once was. And there's, I want to, um, I want to say there's still some mistakes and typos. And I decided to leave them because I'm like, you know what? That's just how it is. Like, that's the imperfection. That's, that's the finished product that I decided on. But anyway, so yeah, the passing breeze, it was emotional. It was a wild ride. And then, oh gosh, we're moving on to un encuentro casual. Um, <laughs> That one, that one, I decided to try my hand at writing something a little bit more spicy, and I included some not suitable for work scenes. And oh my gosh, I was cringing the whole time, and I reread it when I was editing and you know fixing it up and stuff. And oh my god, oh, I cringe at myself, and I'm so embarrassed. But I still put it out there for the world to read because I was like, you know what? There's gonna be someone that might even like this. And, Un encuentro casual, which means a casual encounter for those people that don't really know Spanish. Um, oh, God. I tried to make it, like, novela style, but I know novelas are very dramatic. And I don't think this one is as dramatic, but I did try to include as much of those elements as possible. And again, all of my stories, I, like, vividly see them in my head as if I'm watching, you know, a movie or a K-drama or whatever. So, like, I... Oh, man... Oh, wow. I put everything I could into this to try and make it uh, what it is. But anyway, so I don't honestly, guys, I don't know if I want to read this one on the podcast. It's just too cringy for me. It's too embarrassing. My mom offered to read it for me and I was like, oh, God, no, please. Um, but the passing breeze, that one, I decided to try and reach out for help to have people help me read it, you know, as a character. So hopefully I'll be able to start, uh, putting out those episodes soon. And I hope you guys enjoy it and see what I mean by the comments that that user posted and, you know, what I talked about. Um, and hopefully you guys, even if you find it a little boring at first, you know, hopefully you find some comfort in, in the story as it progresses. And so here's where things got a little crazy. <laughs> I wanted to write A Killer's Last Life. I was very excited. I wanted it to be, you know, like a past life thing and include, you know, a lot of different, you know, demons and, and 
a lot of like ghosts and you know like from different cultures like i wanted to like incorporate like all this you know like heaven and hell kind of thing and um and what's it called like limbo and you know how maybe there is like past lives and things like that like i was so excited to write this but i don't know what happened something just kind of like clicked away from that and i was going through pretty rough patch uh this was already like I want to say like after COVID, because again, you know, I wrote one, two, three, four, five, six stories already. And this was going to be the seventh. And I was again, like I was excited because I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be something different. And the plot twist that I had in mind for this one, it was just like, whoa. But I just I couldn't bring myself to keep writing it. And then. <sighs> I have always listened to a variety of music. It didn't matter what language, as long as I felt something when I listened to the to the music, the beat, you know, the, the melody. And so my sister, like, before she kind of, like, got out of listening to K-pop, I mean, she's still, mm, she's still kind of, like, dipping her toes here and there like every now and then she'll be in the mood to like re-listen to some of the songs that we first heard when we got into it and stuff like that but um back then when she was still kind of like into it she showed me dpr live and i fell in love with dpr live um like his music his vibe and everything and i was like oh my god like i love this and of course obviously you know youtube suggests all these other artists that are similar so of course i also listened to dpr ian and everything and you know like juno flow and flow sick and you know all of these other people that like you know it just sends you down the rabbit hole of like all these other artists and you're just like oh my god so i listen to their songs that's my thing though i listen to music and i don't really pay attention to the music videos or anything like that but every now and then i'll be paying attention to a music video and i'm like wow i love the music video i love the production i love you know the storyline the the way that, you know, the colors and, and like the costumes and, you know, if there's choreography, you know, like every now and then there's going to be something about that music video that's going to catch my attention. Whether it be like a bias record or a new bias, I mean, out of my hands, out of my control. But I don't know what it was that suddenly it just like hit me, like it slapped me right across the face when I listened to DPR Ian's Nerves. That song made me feel so emotional, like so emotional. I cannot describe it that it just gave me that feeling like, oh, my God, like a pain in my chest that I was just like, oh, my God, like it hurts. Even like don't necessarily relate to all of the lyrics because it seems more like um, a little bit more of a love song than his other stuff, because I know that, you know, he doesn't just focus. It's not necessarily like a love song. Or like a song to a loved one, I guess you could say. It's and he's explained it on on his Instagram lives and things like that. So, um, I don't know. There was just something about that song that was just like wow. So I was very intrigued, and I I put that song on replay for days. Like I would be at work, and from eight to five, it would just be that one song, nerves over and over again. Never got tired of it to this day. I'll still randomly put it on repeat, maybe not all day, but it'll be on repeat for like a few hours. And then I'll be like, okay, calm down. You're going to get too depressed. 
like you're feeling this way too much and honestly yeah music does affect my mood some of the, most of the time so um i was like okay we need to chill don't get too crazy so i wanted to kind of like base the story on that but things kept going haywire don't know how to describe it like i don't know there was just something about that song that was just I don't, making me feel even more emotional and sometimes I would even play it while I was like trying to work on the story like writing the chapters and stuff and I know my chapters aren't that long but when I get in the zone for writing there's well there is some stopping me but it's it usually I'm like non-stop but I can't with this story I cannot Honestly, it's very, I realized it, a, I want to say maybe like one or two chapters ago, uh, I was putting way too much of myself into the story and it was draining me emotionally because I have to reread it to like edit, you know, like grammar, uh, punctuation and capitalization, you know, like basic stuff, make sure that it makes sense, make sure that it's aligned the way that I want it to be aligned and all that stuff. So I was rereading it and, and, you know, I came across some parts that, I was like, holy crap, I actually wrote that. Like, it's, it's, obviously I'm leaving it in there, right? Because it goes with the story, but I'm like, that's, that's literally, that's literally me. I'm literally putting myself into that position, into that, you know, role. Like, if it was literally happening to me in real life and uh, obviously feeding into my own delusions, but no. Um, that's not the point. Like, the point is not for me to just, you know, delude myself or whatever. It's just, I want to express myself. And these characters aren't necessarily like me because I'm not 100% any one of the characters that I've written, the female protagonist. I'm not 100% any of them. You're not going to read one and be like, oh yeah, that's that's her, that's the author, and that's exactly what she is. No, there's a little piece of me in everyone, like a side of me, you know, like my romantic side or my emo side, my happy side. You know, there's just a little bit of me in there. And again, this is not for my own delusion. This is not for me to feed into my own like, oh, I'm, I want this to happen. It's literally the reason why I try to make them as realistic as possible is because I want someone to read it and relate to it and feel like, you know what? Damn, I'm not the only one. Like, I am, I am seen, I am heard, and, you know, this is making an impact on me. I'm not trying to change anyone's life. I just want you to know, like, you know what? I'm also struggling, too. I have no idea what the heck I'm doing with my life. I have no idea what I want to do in the future. All I know is that I'm writing these stories and I'm hoping that someone reads it, enjoys it, and feels like a connection to someone else. Because I know some, most of the time it's easier to make a friend over the internet because there's no bias, there's no judgments. Like It's a complete stranger that can listen to you without, you know knowing anything and just actually listen to you as you and not the persona that you had shown someone else or whatever because you're never a hundred percent yourself to anyone there's always something that you want to hide from that person like oh my god they're gonna judge me for this or they're gonna you know look at me weird or think that I'm not normal or whatever like uh, there's Everyone always says, oh, yeah, I'm an open book. But, I mean, there's always going to be that something, that one little piece of you, that one little story, that one little secret that's like, no, that's mine. And I'm not going to share it with anybody. So, anyway, um, yeah, 
I started paying attention more to his music videos and his uh, lyrics and his other songs and everything. And yeah, like he got to me. And I just did a little bit more research on him and watched some of his lives, learned a little bit about like what he was going through and everything. And, and then I started feeling guilty and bad because I was like, oh, my God, like it's like I'm exploiting his illness or like I'm trying to use it to gain attention. And, and I was like, but honestly, that's not what I'm trying to do. Like, I just want to continue spreading that awareness. And I don't want there to be stigma anymore, because honestly, I come from a Hispanic household and there's no depression, there's no anxiety, there's no nothing, there's no mental illness. It's like a lot of families are like that. They're not really open-minded with when it comes to mental illness. But just recently, they finally opened their eyes that, you know what, yeah, it's real. Um, and they finally accepted that I, in fact, do have depression and anxiety. And they now believe that, like, okay, you know what, it's not... I mean, they think I have it for a specific reason. It's really not that. It's just, I don't know. And when I was going through some Facebook memories the other day, I came across this uh, remix that I supposedly, when I was in my rapper phase, <laughs> wrote to Airplanes by B.O.B. and Haley Williams. I mean, this was when I was like a late teenager, late teens, um, maybe. No, it was definitely before I was 20. So I don't know. It was, I want to say late teens and I was upset I was angry I was depressed like I was just I I had no purpose I was just wondering like what the heck like why am I even here like I my faith has always been you know kind of wavering and I keep bouncing in between you know like is there a god is you know is there not like what am I doing what is my purpose why is he allowing all of this stuff like you know it's just a big old mess in my head struggling with a lot of different things and it just made me realize like I've always been struggling with depression but back then I they couldn't accept it there was no way that I was depressed and so yeah luckily now they're a little bit more open to the idea and they give me that space and and that understanding that okay I'm not a hundred percent happy and it's not necessarily because of my circumstances because I have a roof over my head I have a job I have a car you know, I have money that I can pay my bills with, that I can, you know, help uh, pay for groceries, that I can, you know, use to, you know, buy whatever I want, whatever I need. You know, like, go to the concerts that I want, buy the albums that I want. You know, like, I have everything. But yet, there's still, like, that emptiness where you're just like, well, I want more to life, but I don't know what I want. Like, what am I doing here? Like, okay, the purpose of humans, I guess, is just to work, but for what? Like. Anyway, so I want to read the remix again. I think that I can write lyrics or poems. I know I can. I know my writing is not as great as that person made it out to be. But you know what? If it touched that person and it helped that person and that person enjoyed it, that was fine by me. I don't care if it's just one person. Um. I'm so grateful, but anyway, so this is a remix, or like the answer, I guess you could say, to e uh, DPR Ian's Nerves, so it's like the female response of it, I guess, I don't know, again, maybe it's not even about a female, it's just so hard, and uh, anyway, so if you haven't heard the song, listen to the song, it's great, I love it, um, it makes me sad, but I still love it.
um, and check out his other music too. So it starts, uh, Hey boy, you heard I'm leaving town. Uh, Hey boy, it doesn't matter now. Hey boy, I guess it worked somehow. That's what I tell myself when I lie down tonight. So many times I could have let go. I still can't believe you left me alone. It tore me down to pieces. I'll never know why you decided to let go. Um, hi, how you doing? Have you heard? I'm happy now. And then it repeats. Um, then it says, so I went around to your house and I felt your warmth with my fingertips. I'm sitting where it happened and now I'm looking for something meaningless. And then I'm getting, getting a little nervous, tears getting, getting to the surface, and then it repeats, and then a, the chorus or the bridge, I don't know what it's called. Guys, I don't know anything about music, I'm sorry. Um, and then again, you know, the part where he's like, are you doing fine? Are you doing fine? Um, I put, are you doing fine? Boys say you're fine. Are you doing fine? Swear it's not a lie. And then the final verse, I'm getting a little nervous, tears getting to the surface. I got a little nervous of running back to you when you aren't here. And I'm sorry, you were hurting too much to know that I was standing right there. And I'm sorry, I will sing this song to you to tell you I really cared. And I'm sorry, but you left me all alone, boy. No, that wasn't fair, because I loved you. Did you love me? Love me. Of course, I skipped around some of the parts, but because <clears throat> they're repetitive. But yeah, basically, I just wrote like, the opposite, like the answer. So that made me cry when I was writing it because I'm thinking, again, I'm very imaginative and everything was literally like, I was literally watching everything in my head, trying to imagine his reaction, trying because I'm not going to spoil it, but at the ending I have in mind, it's going to go, it's going to make sense with the lyrics. But anyway, so, uh, yeah. It's been a roller coaster of a ride and I wanted to be updating every Sunday and I haven't been able to. It is very emotionally draining. But I love writing this story. And it's important to me. It really is. But I think this story is causing me health problems. <laughs> like, I I got sick. It wasn't COVID. I checked myself. But I was super sick for like almost two weeks. I was I still went to work and everything. Was taking a whole bunch of medicine. I was, you know, trying to be careful wearing my mask and everything, but I was like super sick. Um, then after I got over like that flu or cold or whatever it was, I, um, I had this horrible pain in my chest. It lasted for a week or a week and a half also. And then randomly I still get that pain in my chest. There's just like, um, my anxiety has been through the roof and everything. My sister-in-law was like, Hey, maybe you just take a break. Maybe you need to stop writing this, you know, stop putting so much stress on yourself or whatever she's like it's literally affecting your health and I was like it's not that because I don't feel pressured but it's like my anxiety because it's like I'm literally burying my soul into this story and I feel it's only fair since I'm using him as a main character like he deserves so much he deserves a world he's a very amazing artist and I'm very jealous because I feel like I cannot express myself. I can, I wish I had the talent that he has or that other people have, you know, that are able to create these beautiful masterpieces and, you know, have, write a song that has like that underlying meaning. Like I'm very blunt, I guess, in my writing. Like I wish I could write more beautiful words, more beautiful lyrics, words that could actually move people and things like that. So yeah, it's been a roller coaster of a ride and but I'm really excited and I hope you guys like this story too. Um, 
I don't, oh man, we're already at an hour. Um, but yes, I will record another segment and try to talk more about my writing process. This was meant to kind of give you guys a clue of the stories that I have right now. And, you know, just to show off, I guess, a little bit of my comments that I've received, my reviews. But I hope you guys have a chance to listen to the stories here on the podcast. Or if you want to read, you can always read them on Wattpad and AO3 and now even on Neobook. I try to keep my stories free. But if you want a physical copy, they are available on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. My link tree is, you know, on my profile. So, I mean, they, they direct, they only link directly to a specific book. But I mean, if you just search up my name, my real name, um, you can see the other ones. Um, there's, you know, the ebook version, there's a physical copy. And for stay, if you just read on Wattpad or Neobook or AO3, um, it's the way it is. But if you get the physical copy or the ebook, there is an alternate ending. And I really hope you guys don't want to strangle me like my sister-in-law tried to when uh, she read the ending to When Dreams Come True. <laughs> so, I'll leave it at that. Uh, if you guys have any questions or comments, please do not hesitate. And hopefully someone listens to this. If not, it's fine. I was able to release some stress. Thanks, guys. Bye.